You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the 12th floor of 50 Pin Place in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, the home of 1340 The Game and News Radio 1000 KTOK, welcome to the Locked On Sooners podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G., Thanking you so much for making us a part of your day. If you don't know yet, you can easily listen to the Locked On Sooners podcast in your car. Just ask your smart device to play the Locked On Sooners podcast. As always, you can subscribe to this podcast via Apple iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It's on Spotify and LockedOnPodcast.com. Coming up today, we are going to talk a lot about Kyler Murray As I'm sure you can imagine, NFL Combine, everybody going nuts today. What was Kyler Murray's height? Well, if you haven't heard by now, he's 5'10". Why is that so important? Well, we'll tell you. We'll talk about the momentum of Kyler Murray going first because where there's smoke, there's fire. And there sure was a lot of smoke on that front today. And we'll discuss, if you are an NFL GM, it's almost gotten to the point where you need a good reason not to draft Kyler Murray, especially number one overall. So if you're the Cardinals and for some dumb reason you don't have any intention of taking Kyler Murray number one, then are you willing to trade that pick for more picks and let somebody climb up to the number one spot? It's definitely worth talking about. I'll give you some suggestions on teams that I think should try and move up to that number one spot if Arizona is not going to pull the trigger. In segment number two, Cody Ford from the Combine. We'll hear him. Um, We'll talk about what he did in the 225 bench press. And really, what, what were the other measurables that you needed to see from Cody Ford or any offensive lineman, what I would be looking for, and why bench press wouldn't be that big a deal to me, or bench press wouldn't be that big a deal. We'll finish things up today talking about the coverage of Kyler Murray which was fantastic and scary and weird all at the same time today. Also, we'll talk about whether or not there's really any need for the Big 12 to expand. That conversation never dies because of the flux that the Big 12 seems to constantly be in, in, or at least the state of stagnant that the Big 12 is in. And I realize those two things contradict each other, but there's a point to it coming up. Um, in segment number three. My name's Eric G. I work for 1340 The Game in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I run a website called Sooner Maven. That's collegesportsmaven.io slash Oklahoma. Check us out. It's official. Kyler Murray is 5'10". 5'10 and 1'8 to be exact. Only Russell Russell Wilson has only a half inch on him. Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, just a half inch taller than Kyler Murray because the film, the Heisman Trophy, the going to the college football playoff, all that didn't matter. It was just whether or not he was tall enough to play in the NFL. Utterly ridiculous, but hey, for Kyler Murray, now he's got that weight lifted off his shoulders for the NFL GMs who wanted to take Kyler Murray. And and that's really what all this was about. If you're wondering why there was so much... I don't know, hoopla or skepticism about what Kyler Murray was, and we just need that official that official measurement at the Combine because what Mike Houck was sending out just wasn't good enough for anyone in the NFL. 
essentially what all this was about for all these GMs that want to take Kyler Murray, uh, most notably the one in Arizona, well, now you can turn around to your owner and say, hey, he's 5'10". Okay, he's not, we're not drafting a 5'8", 5'9", quarterback. We're drafting a guy who's 5'10", 5'10", and 1'8", so not quite six foot, but highly athletic. Okay, I think I think this is a, I I think this is the road that we need to go down. You can justify it to your ownership and you can justify it to your fans, which I don't get it. I mean, if you're a fan base in the NFL, I don't understand why you wouldn't want Kyler Murray to be your quarterback in unless you're New England and you've got Tom Brady or Green Bay and you've got Aaron Rodgers. This is a guy everybody should want. And even though his hand size checked out all right, and now we hear that Kyler Murray's put on a, a little bit, little bit of bulk. Um, he's he's always been the most dynamic player in college football, or at least he was the most dynamic player in college football for this past year. The video alone would have been enough for me to draft Kyler Murray, it, but now I've got that tangible evidence, which allows me to do it and escape a little bit of scrutiny. If Kyler Murray doesn't work out, because now the momentum is starting to build that he is the number one overall pick. And when the momentum builds for somebody being the number one overall pick, in in other words, you've got Adam Schefter and Todd McShay, all the pundits on the NFL network saying that, yes, this guy should be number one overall. Well, if you pick him, then you really can't be faulted because then you turn around to your owners and your fans and you just say, everybody said he was the number one overall pick. Unfortunately, it just didn't pan out. It's only when you make that move, that move that where a guy is questionable and there's some doubt and there's some sort of knock on him about character or about um, something physically, whether it's arm strength or work ethic or something like that, and you still go ahead and take that guy with a first-round pick, and especially when you take him high, when he doesn't pan out, then you lose your job, especially if it's a dismal failure because what you're accused of now is not doing your homework. But everybody's done their homework on Kyler Murray, and the grade has come out an A, so why hold back? Why not Why not just go ahead and take him number one if you're the Arizona Cardinals, trade Josh Rosen, get your draft picks for him, and give Cliff Kingsbury the best chance that he's got to succeed in this league by giving him a quarterback that can come in seamlessly, run the offense, and have an opportunity to make everybody look like geniuses here in the, here in the next few years. Um, the other comparison, the other thing that I want to get to, and I touched on it a little bit, is Kyler Murray's size. He, he's bulking up, so he's about 207. Well, there's a lot of comparisons between him and Mike Vick. That that comparison is starting to come out. And the first time I heard that comparison, my first thought was, people started talking about, all right, well, Kyler Murray's a better passer than Mike Vick. Yes, um, Kyler Murray might be a better runner than Mike Vick. Okay, I'll give you that. But the one thing that I was really worried about with Kyler Murray compared to Mike Vick was Kyler Murray's physical build. Because the thing about Mike Vick that I never worried about when he tucked the ball and run, or at least if you were rooting for Mike Vick and he would tuck the ball and run, is that once he got hit, you never had to worry about 
Michael Vick ever getting back up and going back into the huddle or back onto the sidelines because he could take the pounding. Kyler Murray bulking up to 207 is doing everything he can to make sure that he can take the physical wear and tear that is going to be the NFL, which, I mean, of, of all the concerns that I had about Kyler Murray coming in, wasn't him not being able to see over Lyman because he wasn't tall enough. It wasn't him not being able to throw the ball or his hand size or any of that or, you know, running too much. It was when he gets hit because he's going to get hit, is he going to be okay? Will he be able to bounce right back up the way that a guy like Mike Vick did. And the more bulk, the more weight he he puts on, the better I'll feel about that. It could, I don't see a situation where it's going to slow him down all that much. If, if you're that concerned about it slowing down Kyler Murray, I don't see that being the case at all. Um, I think with, I think overall with Kyler Murray, what is going to get him through the NFL not it isn't just his athletic ability or his work ethic it's going to be his ability to constantly keep plays alive that's what i that's what i look at with kyler murray and one of the stats that i know scouts really like to look at is um passing versus pressure um which it's a broad term but for the stat, the way it's measured is pass attempts in which a quarterback is hurried, hit, or knocked down. Well, Kyler Murray, uh, compared to all the other quarterbacks who are going into this draft, Kyler Murray is number one in that stat. And he's got a passer rating of 109.5, and he completes over 50% of his passes. And in those situations... Passing versus pressure, maybe the most impressive thing about Kyler Murray, nine TDs, two interceptions. And you can knock on the defenses that were played in the Big 12. Kyler Murray went out and proved it against Alabama that he can certainly play against any big athletic defense, even the ones in the Southeastern Conference. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. Coming up next, we'll hear from Cody Ford at the Combine and talk about his measurables it's all right here on Locked On Sooners. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily Oklahoma Sooners podcast. It's a big week at the Combine for a lot of guys at OU. Um, one I'm very interested in, well, I'm extremely interested in Drew Samia. Say so that's the guy, other than Kyler Murray, I'm most interested in this week because I think Drew Samia's got a chance to be an incredible pro, but I also think Cody Ford does as well. And the, one of the reasons I, I like both of these guys, Drew Samia and Cody Ford, is that through their time at OU, they have played 
multiple positions. Okay, so or they've played multiple positions on the offensive line. Multiple, I mean by tackle and guard. Um, <laughs> I don't think. I mean, sort of like um, Jonathan Alvarez, who played center and guard. Um, I don't think. Any, I don't think. Yeah, no. Cody Ford and Drew Samia never got the opportunity to play center. I would think Drew Samia uh, would be just fine playing center if he had the opportunity to, because he's that smart. But Cody Ford only bench press 15 reps at 225, and there's a lot of people who are skeptical of that. I don't see it where the bench press is that big a deal, even for an offensive lineman, because the things that Cody Ford has, the things that I need him to check the box on, Cody Ford does. One, he's six foot three. All right. Need a guy that, you know, could you be a little bit taller to play outside, play the tackle? Sure. But six foot three, it's a good size. You're 329, you're you're 329 pounds. And actually, you're six foot three and six eights. You've got an 82, you've got an 82 inch, 82.48 inch. 82 and 4 eighths inch wingspan. Sorry, I'm screwing that up. But you check all the boxes for me because ultimately I want to know if you are playing line in the NFL or at college football, one, I want to know how long your arms are, especially if you're playing on the outside and you're dealing with an edge rusher. Are you going to be able to keep him off my quarterback? Are you going to be able to extend those arms and make that guy fight fight over you, especially when he starts going up the field? Are you going to keep him at a distance, and frustrate him. What are your knees like? Okay, can you take the day, Can you take the daily pounding? I'm actually more concerned about that, really, if you're a defensive lineman, because I know that you're going to get hit. Um, I know that you're going to get hit there a lot more than if you're an offensive lineman. I want to know that if you're going to play inside, that you're talented enough to make sure that the linebackers stay off my running backs. Um, I'm looking at maybe vertical jump. I mean, that's, I think that's one more thing really just to, uh, just to test, uh, just to test his knees. I want to know how strong your hands are. You know, we talk about how big your hands are, but how strong are your hands in that situations? Did you play any other sports than football? And the first, the first thing I'm going to ask you about is, did you wrestle in high school because of how wrestling can transcend to the football field. These are the things that I need to know about an offensive lineman. And they're in, they're talking about tightness in Cody Ford's shoulder is the reason that maybe he didn't bench press more than the 15 reps that he got. But there's weight room strength and there's real strength. And I want to know what I want to know if you've got real strength more than weight room strength. And for Cody Ford, got a lot of questions. Um, a lot of them had to do with Kyler Murray and the blocking scheme and the transitions, um, making this, uh, here's another one, and Cody Ford will talk about it. Can you go from a school like OU where you stood in the two-point stance, which gave you a, a clear advantage if you're an offensive lineman when that ball snapped, especially in pass protection, because you don't have to get up. You don't have to take that extra step of getting up. You can just step back and go. Can you do as well? Going into the three-point stance, can you pass block as well from the three-point stance? Can you block as well, period, from the three-point stance compared to the two-point stance? All these are things I want to know. Here is Cody Ford from earlier today. Uh, I mean, we would, with Kyler, we would do more more draws, more reads, and uh, such things as that. Uh, yes, sir, I have. 
Uh, I mean, pretty much like I said earlier, it's been pretty much of where can we play you at right away. Um, it's been a inside or outside. They keep asking me. Every team so far has asked me where I feel comfortable, and they're like, well, what if we put move you inside? Um, so that's pretty much just the talk I keep hearing. No, sir. Uh, I meet with the Texans tonight. Uh, I have not met with the Broncos yet. Uh, as for offensive linemen going in that offense, from coming from college to the NFL, uh, I feel like it would be a great advantage for them. Uh, as opposed to those guys who may be in the NFL who've been playing in more of the inside zone schemes and stuff like that. So I think it'll be a great advantage for those players. Yes, sir, it does. For me, the toughest transition with that might be just getting in the stance every play. Uh, you know, playing at Oklahoma, I'm in the two-point every play, um, especially on third downs. You know, sometimes you may be in a three-point, but at Oklahoma, we're always in two. Um, so I think the stance for me would be the biggest transition from guard to tackle. <sighs> Blocking for... Um, Kyler and Baker, you know, we give them, at times, we'll give them 10 seconds. Uh, I mean, we take pride on that. So being able to do that in college, I feel like we can do at the next level, being that the receivers and uh, QBs are more skilled at the level. So it might not be 10 seconds, but I feel like it shows that we have the endurance to do so. Uh, yes, sir, a little bit. I mean, if there's any doubts about that guy, there should there should be a race right now. He's a great leader, he's a great player, and he's a great person to have on your team. Uh, I met with the Redskins, yes, sir. Uh, no, sir, I have not. No, sir. Um, not really, you know. Um, a, lot of, a lot of them ask me, uh, do I prefer Kyler over Baker? Uh, that's the main question I keep getting a lot, but I'm going to keep that to myself right now. One thing I learned about the draft process for um, coming from Orlando was the combine doesn't mean anything to me as far as, I mean, it means something to your draft stock, but it doesn't mean everything. You know, he... Uh, he came here, he didn't perform like he wanted to. He went in the third round and he still played half a season only giving up half a sack or just one and a half sacks. So I think the combine for him was just a stepping stone, but I think his on-field performance is what drove me to realize that the combine is not as important as you may think. Uh, no, sir. Uh, I mean, 
the talk was never give these guys lanes, give them uh, visibility. It was always give them time and we'll make plays happen. That is Cody Ford from earlier today, courtesy of 24-7 Sports. If you'd like to see more of that, you can go to uh, 24-7 Sports and uh, see it in its entirety. Remember, listen to Locked On Sooners in your car just by asking your smart device. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. Coming up next, we'll close it out talking about the ridiculousness of how Kyler Murray was covered today and uh, maybe touch on Big 12 expansion. This is Locked On Sooners, your team every day. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you very much for uh, joining us this afternoon. And remember, listen in your car. All you got to do is tell your smart device to play the Locked On Sooners podcast. It's part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The insanity that was Kyler Murray today um, blew me away. I mean, almost the, the coverage to me was almost as if people were waiting on the Mueller report. The Mueller report's released. What's in it? Kyler Murray coming out as 5'10 today had that same kind of impact for everyone. And it, it really, in a way, it was kind of weird um, just because we're talking about a guy who, one, is clearly capable of playing in the NFL and you're really only looking for for one more piece of confirmation to, to tell you that he should be the top pick. Um, but of all the things that were the biggest story today, that was it on ESPN. Bryce Harper, Philadelphia Phillies going on. Kyler Murray blew that off the front page. And, and I think the importance of all that is, and, and in a roundabout way I'm, I'm getting to this, but the importance of all that is, one, it tells you just where the NFL is in our society. And it takes a lot to knock the NFL off the front page and even college football off the front page. And LeBron James winning last night and the Pelicans playing um, the Lakers still wasn't enough. Once, the, once it was all announced, that's all anybody wanted to talk about was Kyler Murray. And look, as an OU fan, I enjoyed it. I loved it. I'm certainly not complaining about it. And you know Lincoln Riley had to love it because it was a great recruiting tool. But there was just there was an oddness to it of like it was the, it was almost it was the biggest piece of information in sports today. And there was part of me that didn't know if it really deserved to be the biggest piece of information in sports because I thought it was a little bit overhyped. Uh, finally, yesterday we talked a little bit about the Pac-12 Big 12 Alliance. And I don't think I mentioned this yesterday. but Something was actually proposed the last time the Big 12 tried to expand and failed. And it hasn't been surfaced since. It was something that was written about by John Canzano of the, of the Oregonian. Oregonian. <laughs> there we go. It's something we got to, this is something that really needs to be explored. And as far as Big 12 expansion goes, I would say doing this alliance, I would take that well over expansion because the bottom line is, unless you can pull two teams out of the Pac-12 or out of the SEC or the Big 10 or the ACC, you just don't have a lot there. Maybe UCF, I think they're probably worth it because it gets you in Florida. Thank you.
Um, USF, maybe. Other than that, there's no really benefit. There's no benefit to Houston. You're already there. You don't really benefit with Memphis. There isn't anybody that you can add that is going to make the conference any more money than what it's already gotten. I'm not even sure UCF and USF can do that. I don't think they could. But at least it's a couple. Of, at least it's a trip to Florida every year where you can go. This is the Locked On Sooners podcast. I'm Eric G. We'll be back tomorrow talking more about the Combine and we'll look more ahead to spring football. It's all right here on Locked On Sooners. Until tomorrow, may God bless you and your family. Everybody love everybody and peace, love, and boomer soon. You are Locked On Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea.